What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kuz's Corner College Football Live Stream here on a Thursday night. Uh, decided to do a pop-up live stream here to talk about the news of the day, which, of course, is college football conference realignment. News has broken today. Apparently, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, and Clemson are rumored to be targeted by the SEC. This was in an article in SI.com. Apparently, coach, former Georgia coach Jim Donnan was doing an interview, and he is the one who brought it up. And uh, I'm going to pull the article up right now and kind of read it. And I'm joined, by the way, by Sam the Man and the Fan Attic. Sam, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, 304 Athletics, or 304 Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Awesome. And I've got his stuff. I've got everybody's stuff at the bottom of the screen there. Uh, Fan Attic, where, they can, where can they find you at? So, yeah, man, it's the Fan Attic, man. YouTube is the Fan Attic, just like it says above my head and kind of covered up. Attic spelled like the attic in the top of your house. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Fan Attic Sports, Fan Attic Sports. Talking college football, man. Yeah, appreciate you guys hopping on here real quick. I know it was kind of last-minute notice. But, uh, you know, as college realignment stuff unfolds, it seems like there's new news breaking, not only daily, almost hourly, it seems like, anymore. <laughs> Something, every, every day there's at least a rumor that comes out every hour anyway For real, but man. uh i was actually not even planning on doing a live stream tonight and then i read this news when i got i'm in a hotel room tonight and i saw it and i'm like oh my gosh i gotta <laughs> talk about this because this 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 would be i mean obviously usc ucla move shook everything up but this is this is going to a whole nother level um i'm gonna start with you fanatic for you're an sec guy yeah what do you well first off before I get to that let me read the report to everybody a little bit of the report it says coach Jim Donnan today was doing or was doing an interview and he says and this is on no game day by the way which is the Florida State uh, SI site it says <clears throat> this is Jim Donnan he says what we're going towards and the only thing I'll tell you about this show when I tell you a sure thing I back it sure thing there are going to be two at least 20 team conferences between the Big Ten and the SEC. Then he goes on to say uh, he identifies four teams he expects to join the SEC in the near future, Florida State, Miami, Clemson, and North Carolina. The conference already has 16 members, the additions of Oklahoma, Texas, obviously, and then you had those four would bring it to 20. He goes on to say Miami, Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina are going to be in the SEC pretty quick. North Carolina's basketball helps them a lot along those lines, but those four teams are going to be coming in here to go mm -hmm. along with maybe a couple more on the West Coast. That That's that's important, too. Uh, SEC might be going West. They need to if they're going to expand. I agree, and, I, and I, I'm going to – we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, but I, I'm going to tell you who I think – we can talk about who I think he's referring to or who the teams may be. I think we all know. And then it says, uh, obviously it says more. And then down here, there's more. He says, what we're going to see is eight or 12-team playoff, which I think we already knew about. Yep. Then he says, right now ESPN's got that, but all of a sudden you've got eight or 12 teams vying for that. Then he goes on to talk about um, neither conference has done expanding. Then he goes on to say, well, where's it at? Any, oh, here it is. Um uh, while, while sharing his thoughts, he mentioned programs such as Virginia, Pittsburgh, and Washington as feasible options for the Big Ten. Now, he didn't go as far as to say, you know, bank on it like he did the other thing. But 
I will say, Jim, and I want to go to you, fan at it, because you're a Georgia fan, and I'm sure you know who Jim Donnan is, right? Yes, sir. He was the. Do you think he's got his finger on the pulse of college football? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, for the most part, I mean, he'd be spot on about the dogs and the SEC a lot. So I would assume that he's. I'm pretty sure, I maybe mean, been around college football for a long time. So I think he probably knows some people that know some people that can tell some people. You know what I mean? So right. if he if he heard some stuff through the grapevine, but. Honestly, we don't even think we even have to have that kind of contact or whatever. I mean, it's almost like the writing's on the wall. Like we talked about on another podcast, you and I, uh, I think it's going to two super conferences. I don't know about 20 teams. I think more more so uh, 24 teams in these conferences where it's like 48 overall. Like intermediate, Mm -hmm. it might be 20, but I think eventually it'd be like 24 teams. SEC, Big Ten, whatever they're going to call themselves, AFC, NFC, you know what I'm saying? 12-team <laughs> yeah. uh, conference, you know, I mean, 12-team playoff, uh, things like that. And it'll get to the point where, you know, automatic bids for conference champions will be a thing. It won't be, you know, I don't think, we, I think we'll, we'll eventually get away from the whole uh, college football playoff committee. So I think he, he owns something. Uh, Clemson is definitely, I mean, they fit right in. That's definitely a no-brainer. Uh, Florida State as well. I mean, it's it's a probably. It, I mean, Florida State and South Georgia is like you know right across the state line. Uh, North Carolina, I guess if you gotta take an ACC team, I mean, I guess I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They haven't really been a lot in football. They bring a lot for basketball, but we already know football carries mm-hmm. it when you're talking about uh, money wise. And then the, the out west teams, it only makes sense to go get Oregon. I mean, yep. I agree. Uh, but Phil Knight, the money man, you know, for Oregon, he already came out and said that it, it, he either wants to be in the Big Ten or the SEC. And Big Ten puts you in the waiting list because they're trying to get Notre Dame, which makes sense. But right. uh, we'll take Oregon right off bat. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and, that, and that's that's who I think they're – I mean, when he says out west, I'm sure that's who they're targeting. Yeah. I've already read that Phil Knight is angling for – Phil Knight's been making calls, trying to get Oregon into the Big Ten or the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real quick, I'll, I'm coming to you in a minute, Sam, but I want to touch on this comment real quick. It says Jeff Graham says SEC won't take Miami. I'm I'm not sure why that is, uh, Jeff. Uh, they don't have uh, AAU accreditation. Well, so. then, well, then you're talking about Florida State and Florida and Miami. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think Florida's going to have a lot to do, to say about who comes in in the state of Florida. I think, you know, you got to make Florida happy. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a big SEC school and. You know, bringing Miami in as much as Miami's – I think Miami's on such an up, upward trajectory right now. Bringing them in may is not necessarily the best the best idea because all the NIL stuff going on in Miami, uh, they're setting a precedence that I don't know that, that, that all the SEC schools, mainly I'm talking about Florida, is ready to hop on that train and compete with that. Yeah, right. that's my personal opinion. Right, yeah. right, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, Miami's a good brand. I mean, they always have been. I know they've been down a little bit the last few years in football, but they're still the U. You know, they they still bring a lot of attention. They still bring headlines. They still bring a passionate fan base, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I, I I don't. I mean, the SEC. I mean, no disrespect. But I mean, because the Big Twelve's no better, but I mean, the SEC's not really been one to. Now they have. I will say this: the SEC has. If you look at the last few teams they've added, for the most part, they've all been pretty good academic institutions. But in the past, with the exception of Vanderbilt and Florida, they've not really cared that much about academics. 
but maybe that's changing, and maybe they want North Carolina for their academic uh, prowess. Well, and that's why Virginia. That's why Virginia would make so much sense, even more than Miami, right. is because you then you really bring in you bring in a really good basketball program, you bring in a football program that could really use the SEC dollars, but then you're bringing in an academic program that's second to none. Yeah, right. I, but I, I don't know. I just feel like if Virginia goes somewhere, they will. They'll. I think they might go to the Big Ten. <laughs> that's just that's just a personal opinion, though. But I think some of what uh, Sam said, like the whole Florida not wanting Miami. Florida, regardless of what people think of them right now, Florida has a big say. Like they, like you say, they are big. Florida is a big football program. You know, what I'm saying they right there with Georgia on the whole cusp of being, you know, blue blood program type deal. Uh, so they'll have a lot to say about whether or not they want Miami to come in if if that goes that route. Yeah. Uh, Coach, do you know if – would they have to have a majority vote or just a or unanimous vote, or how would that work? Do you know? I think it's a majority vote because um, I think – I now these are just rumors, but I think I don't think Texas A and M was happy about Texas coming, but it was a majority thing, so it was like, right. we, the it, it, what you gonna do about it? You the only one that don't really want it, but the rest of the schools did. Yeah. So I think once you, uh, I I'll be honest with you, man, if <laughs> if they leave it up to that, like presidents and athletic directors and things of that nature, if Alabama want them to come and Georgia want them to come, they coming. <laughs> it's that data two money makers in 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 I mean. And, and well, I mean Texas too, because Texas got money. But when you're talking about college revenue, they're always top three to five every year. Right. So if they say they want somebody, they're gonna have them. So. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, you know he mentioned Washington is going to the Big Ten. I think that's to me what the Big Ten should go after Washington. If I'm if I'm the Big Ten, I'm going after Washington, Virginia, mm. maybe maybe even UNC if they don't go to the SEC. Um, because North Carolina and Virginia are both really good academic institutions. Washington's yeah. a good – and, heck, I, I think they should add Stanford. I think the Big Ten should go after Stanford, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I saw a comment that said something about Stanford over Oregon to the ACC, but I'm like Stanford's more – like you say, if you're talking academics, you talk – Stanford fits more in the Big Ten than they do in the SEC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and Utah, Utah would be a good fit too in the, in the Big yeah. Ten. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. would. If they don't, I'm, but I, I think know. I think Pat Twelve. I mean, the Big Twelve is look like they're trying to add some people, but I think at the end of the day, you know, in a couple of years, it's gonna be all for not. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, and and this is really what I believe about the Big Twelve, and people might disagree with me totally. You can add BYU, Houston, Cincinnati. You can add all those teams, but you cannot replace Oklahoma and Texas. Period. Okay. The okay. only teams, the only teams that they could have added or that they could add now that would stabilize the conference would be Oregon and Notre Dame. And that's not going to happen. No. So it's going to be in state. It's going to be instability in the big 12 from here, moving forward. However it works out, that's, that's just what's going to happen. And adding teams doesn't necessarily improve the quality of the product either. Um, You're going to, you're going to dilute it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even if you're adding some really good schools like BYU and, Utah and teams like that, it's going to dilute it a little bit. And, you know, I think the reports coming out about these teams joining the SEC, me personally, I think there's a lot of posturing going on. I think the Big Ten made a huge move. um, And I think that whoever makes the next move is going to determine whether – I think I think there's going to be probably three conferences um, personally. But I I think whoever makes the next move – 
is going to determine the fate of the Pac-12 and the Big uh, the, the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Um, you know, if they were smart, you know, the SEC should start looking at a path to California that runs through parts of the Big 12 and pulling a couple of those schools in on their way to Oregon. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the Big 10 and Mize pulling in USC and UCLA, and now they're a coast-to-coast conference. As a player, that is so appealing, knowing that if I'm playing at Rutgers, I'm going to get to go to USC. I'm going to get to play at the Rose Bowl. I'm, I'm going to get to go coast-to-coast. And, like, that's very appealing. And I think that's something the SEC needs to address, too. I personally, like, I, I see what you're saying, but the SEC has such a brand. I don't, I don't think that they have to chase the West Coast. I think Oregon with Nike and what they like, the kids love Oregon. And like, I'm looking at some of the comments. I'm kind of with uh, Ken Fultz. Like, I think academics plays a part some, but it's all about football and the money. And that's why I don't think like the. The SEC really don't care, you know, about that. If you're not bringing nothing football-wise, it don't even really matter, to be honest. And I think they can go get Oregon. I think that's about as much West Coast as they need because we already killed California in recruiting. Like, we we, we recruit better than the California schools. So, I mean, yeah, everybody think Lincoln Riley going to bring USC, but you still got to win. At the end of the day, you still got to beat the SEC. And if we add Clemson and Oregon, it really doesn't matter what the Big Ten does. It still can't be a better conference than the SEC. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, the SEC doesn't need to go west, but uh, but they I don't see where it would hurt for them to go west. Unless no, well, I mean, no won't hurt, but I just don't think they need to. <laughs> but they, I mean, do you think uh, how how important is it to the SEC to be in the South? Very teams to be in the South. I mean, I think I think uh, it makes a difference because regardless of the name, like Ohio State probably has the biggest fan base ever because they got the biggest alumni uh, base in, I think, all of college football. But outside of a couple of teams, nowhere is football more important than in the South. And I know people say that Big Ten went and got Rutgers so they could get the New York market and all that. But honestly, New Yorkers, unless they're transplants from the South, don't care about college football. They care about pro football and college basketball, but they really don't care about because they don't have a team that's significant. Syracuse is you know, they had a good year, every one every 10 years. But in the South, we eat, sleep, breathe. The only place that was bigger than the Southeast for football, the Southeastern Conference, was Texas. Because Texas, you know, everybody, Texas, they, I don't know, they're just on a whole different level. And now we got that locked up with Texas A&M and Texas. So I just don't really think they, I think the SEC is cool with just being the Southeastern thing and bringing, like I say, Oregon is just the appeal of Nike fitting right in with the rest of the schools and uh, Phil Knight. <laughs> That's his personal opinion, of course. Right. Now, Sam, I'm, uh, Joey asked a question. I'll let you answer it first. Do you all think that USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten with the understanding that Oregon and Washington cannot come? I don't think so. Um, I think that would be a hard – that would be a hard commitment from the big ten, from the Big Ten to say, especially with Oregon to to say no, we they will not come because you know Oregon's a big brand. I mean, you know who you gonna, I mean, honestly, if you're going to bring in any other team into the Big Ten, if you're not looking at Oregon, you're 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 silly. Um, so I, I don't think that's necessarily an agreement. Maybe 
you know, we're going to look elsewhere first, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that's the deal, but I, I don't think so at, at all. I'm with Sam. I don't think, I don't think it was a big deal or that was the reason at all. I mean, in the big 10, like, like you say, if you're not looking at Oregon, what well, that, I just don't think that makes sense at all. Like I say, if you're talking about recruiting and what the kids love, they love Oregon, <laughs> you know, Oregon started this whole, you know, trend on, facilities and uniforms and you know and not not being bad at football too so i think uh you kind of be a fool if you try to say well we'll take ucla but we're not gonna take oregon like i don't think football wise that makes sense because ucla ain't been good since maurice jones drew <laughs> well and i think the question to ask there is how much pull did usc have in getting ucla into the big 10 i think a lot <laughs> I think me, I mean, me too. I agree. Because <laughs> USC, even though they haven't been good, they're a brand. Like USC is a brand in football, regardless. And I think it might have been some. Hey, you got to bring our little brother too, man. Because <laughs> I well, mean, honestly, if it would have been USC and Oregon, man, that's that that would have been that but, yes, that would have hit so much harder than USC and um, UCLA. <laughs> Here's what I think on that UCLA. From what I'm hearing. From multiple sources, including including media from out out west, is that UCLA was in the in the red big time. Their athletic program was in huge debt. I don't doubt it. Uh, they needed <laughs> to be rescued. I don't. So doubt it, it wouldn't surprise me if they went to USC and said, "Look, man, if you go, take us with you because we need you know we need it." That's that's what goes back to my point. Like with with all this moving around, academics matters. I mean, let's let's not forget these kids. <coughs> they they still go to school, but Football pays for everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When it comes to sports. And if your football is not doing good, unless you're a soccer line of game cop, <laughs> the fans are gonna stop coming, which means revenue's gonna stop. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not a you know, a <coughs> that the the big networks wanna put on TV, you know, I think, you know, with uh the SEC, I think schools are getting like over forty mil a year through T V deals and then in the Pac twelve it's more like a 10 mil, you know, you can't sustain an athletic program like that. And then they're not making bowl games on the regular, so they're not getting the bowl money. So I can see that. If that's true, it doesn't surprise me not one bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's switch gears real quick. Um, go to my next topic, which is the uh, next – what teams will be next? If, if Miami, Clemson uh, – uh, Florida State and uh, North Carolina go to the SEC. Now, what I, I did here today, I was listening to Tony Caridi and his guys on, which is a West Virginia media, uh, the West Virginia play-by-play guy. He has his own podcast with a couple other media members, and they were talking about a conference realignment. And they said, and I didn't know this, but apparently, if the if the ACC, you know, they've got that grant of rights agreement that goes all the way to twenty thirty six, that they're talking about, it, it's hard to get out of. If if they get less than ten teams, it's 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 null and void. So mm. this would put them down to ten. Yeah. <laughs> so if one more team leaves for say the Big Ten, yeah, the ACC is screwed at that point. I, so uh, that being said, do you guys think? What do you think will happen to the ACC? Do you think there's other ACC teams that will leave for the Big Ten? And who do you think they will be? 
I would hope West Virginia. I would hope West Virginia could get into the Big Ten. I mean, that would be, and I, that's a hope. I don't think I'm, I'm not delusional about what I'm talking about. I, I would hope they could, but I mean, if I'm if I'm the Big Ten man, I'm going for. I mean, I'm probably I'm going for Louisville 100 percent because they're they're a high revenue school. Um, I'm going for Pittsburgh, uh, even though they can't sell out a home crowd. I would still go after that that market. Um, probably Duke. Um, that would give your basketball a little bit of an improvement. And then, you know, if the Big 12 defuncts, you could pick up Kansas and Kansas State, and then your basketball would really pick up. Um, right. So that's kind of what I would look at. Yeah, I'm with you on the ACC teams, uh, Louisville and Pitt. Those are my first two. Like you say, Louisville is high, high revenue. It's in the footprint. Uh, so you don't have to worry about a lot of that. Uh, Pittsburgh too. I mean, even though Pittsburgh can't really sell out home games, listen, the state of Pittsburgh, I mean, the state of Philly, uh, what is it? Oh, my bad. The state of Pittsburgh loves football. So <laughs> Pennsylvania, I'm sorry, the state of Pittsburgh. The state of Pennsylvania loves football. So I just, I think that'll be great for them. Um, West Virginia, I honestly would be trying to get out of the Big 12 because I think the Big 12 is going to, you know, crumble after a while. I know they're adding a lot of teams, talking about adding others, but none of those teams can carry them like Texas and Oklahoma was doing. So I think eventually it's just a pit stop and they'll, they'll crumble or they'll have a, a, you know, a lower level of football or a different division, whatever they want to call it. So if I was West Virginia, I'd be trying to get to the Big 10 too. Yeah. I, I don't think – I mean, I would love to see West Virginia Big Ten or, or the SEC for that matter, but yeah. I just don't see, number one, Big Ten has that AAU thing that they require. Yeah, West Virginia right. doesn't have it. Uh, Pitt has it. Virginia has it. UNC has it. Duke has it. Uh, or uh, Washington has it. Oregon does not. I don't – well, yeah, Oregon does have it, I think. Hold on. I've got it. No, I think Oregon has it. But anyway, um, I thought I had it in front of me, but I don't. But West Virginia does it. Um, so I don't think they would even have a chance to get, and unless the Big Ten decides to waive that clause, I don't think they. And I think the only thing they would waive it for would be, um, would be Notre Dame at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think unless they get AAU accredited between now and then, I don't see it happening. Uh, mm-hmm. I think West Virginia's only chance. Here's here's what I think. Um, oh, I want to touch his comment first. Mark Fain Jr., who's also a part of three four three or four athletics, by the way, folks, and he's. He's kind of the ACC guy. Uh, he's he's an ACC huge ACC fan, but he says the only ACC teams that would jump would be Clemson, FSU, and Miami and Virginia Tech. I don't know that I agree with that, Mark, because the Big Ten is going to be paying about a hundred million dollars a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe if I'm any team in the ACC and I get invited to the Big Ten, I'm going. But I, I think maybe I'm uh, Virginia Tech can fit in either the Big Ten or the SEC. Just depends on you know yeah. what they want. I don't know if they'll have the choice to pick. I think Clemson, schools like Clemson, like I think Clemson, if both conferences was to ask Clemson to join, I think Clemson can go either one. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. they're they're a big brand in football. I don't know the deal. I've seen a lot of comments saying Miami. You know, SEC wouldn't take Miami. I don't know the backstory on that. I don't. <laughs> but uh, football wise, as a fan, I'd like to see it. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Are, are there any of those teams, uh, coach, that you wouldn't want to see in the uh, in the SEC? Uh, North Carolina. <laughs> no, you don't want to see North Carolina. No. Football wise, I mean, honestly, that makes. When I saw that, that's why I was like, "Oh, that report's got to be crap," because it's like, 
out of all the teams I saw, I was North Carolina and Virginia, and I'm like, you know, like there's so many other teams you could pull in exactly. that would improve. I mean, why isn't Louisville in the discussion? I was I mean, about they, to say, they, I'm with Sam on that one. Like, you know, North Carolina is good in basketball. They're the blue blood, but let's not act like Louisville don't have national titles in basketball too. Plus, if if the SEC want to do that, why not just go out to Louisville? That way you keep the Louisville-Kentucky in, you know, rivalry in the same conference. Plus, Louisville's better in football on the regular, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just um, – I'm with you on that one, Sam. I was like, I saw, I was like, North Carolina, Virginia. I was like, I don't know if the SEC chasing them. Maybe they asked the SEC. I don't know. If yeah, SEC I thought that was. I'm, I'm like you guys. I thought that I could see. I could see the other three easily. Yeah, being going. Yeah. I mean, those three have been rumored to be going for forever uh, now. A long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if if the report was Louisville, Virginia Tech, Miami, and Florida State, or Clemson and Florida State, then I'd be like, oh man, they're ripping the guts out. Like, boom, that's the guts. But it just. I don't know. Like I'm just wait. You know, I kind of like like to just sit back and wait to see what develops because there's so much conjecture out there. You know, guys are just throwing things out, seeing where they stick. And yeah. I think one one of the conversations that I'm waiting and I don't want to jump the gun ahead on anything you got planned to talk about, but I think the the one thing like as a college fan we all have to look at is Notre Dame and how they're just kind of sitting still and. Notre Dame has such a big brand and they have so much pull that, you know, if, if, if they try to go to two conferences and Notre Dame's not happy with that, there could be a third conference emerge where, you know, maybe Oregon's going to wait and Notre Dame's going to wait and you take Oregon, Notre Dame, yeah. Oklahoma State, and you build that a conference around those three teams, you've got a fairly decent beginnings of a conference like I think Notre, wherever Notre Dame, whenever they decide to 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 start talking or look actually looking, that's when you know it's really about to hit the fan. Mm. Right. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, their AD made a statement in an interview not long ago that they would eventually join a conference. Mm. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm not sure. <clears throat> he also said the playoff would, would be expanded, and that they think- would eventually have two super conferences. Yeah, yeah. He said all that. He said all that in an interview. That's what I think is going anyway. But I think Notre Dame, at the end of the day, if I had to choose, they're going to end up in the Big Ten. Uh, You know, even though Notre Dame, like you said, Sam, Notre Dame has, in my mind, the biggest brand in college football. People, it's not about championships at this. Like when you're talking about Notre Dame, because everybody that's not a Notre Dame fan doesn't like Notre Dame. But when Notre Dame comes to your stadium, it's the biggest game of the year, easily in in revenue and in TV. You know, viewer viewership, uh, everything. When Notre Dame came to Athens. It's the, it was the biggest game that year. When Notre Dame went to Clemson, biggest game that year. It doesn't matter who you play when Notre Dame comes to town. It's the biggest thing. But with that said, I don't think they would, if they had the choice, they would want to come to the SEC because you got a lot of big brands in the SEC if Clemson comes. You know what I'm saying? You got Clemson, Bama, Georgia, LSU, you know what I'm saying? Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas. These are all like huge brands. Whereas in the Big Ten, you got some blue bloods, but like, I don't know if today Nebraska is considered a big brand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody real quick. Ohio State and Michigan. (laughs) Right. Everybody real quick, if you don't mind, if you haven't yet, hit the like button for me. Um, I forgot to remind you guys to do that. It uh, helps get this video promoted more through YouTube. 
just take a second and boot that button for me. And also, um, there's a lot of chats coming in. I'm not going to be able to see them all. So if you want to donate something, it'll give me a super chat. It'll highlight your chat, and I'll be able to read it and see it easier. Um, somebody, Mike King, made a comment says Nebraska doesn't have it either, but they're, he's talking about AAU. Uh, Nebraska did have AAU when they were accepted into the Big Ten. Yeah, but they lost it afterwards. Said. So, oh, so we are once you in, you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little bit, but and we all know that that probably they they they're not going to kick them out because it's Nebraska and they have a huge fan base. Yep, they're probably bringing a lot of revenue. So, yep. Um, and that <clears throat> I saw a comment here that will kind of segue into my next topic, which is West Virginia in the Big Twelve. Um, see if I can find the comment again. Uh, I think it was uh, Kent Fultz. Yep, right here. He says, I predict WVU to the ACC after Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, Miami go to the SEC. Well, first off, I think North Carolina's going to the SEC if they go. I think the SEC wants to get in the state of North Carolina. Uh, and I guess North Carolina, in, in, to them, is the best brand in the state. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but as far as West Virginia goes, here's my thoughts. Do we want – as a West Virginia fan, Sam, you can you can help me with this, and, and I'll let you chime in too, Coach. But, as a, you know, you can give us the perspective from somebody on the outside. But do I want to be in the ACC anymore if all the best brands are gone? Sam? Heck no. Heck no. Because, because the thing is, is, you know – you're trading one unstable conference for another who just had its guts ripped out. You know, at least the Big 12 tried to replace Oklahoma and Texas. They tried, and they did okay. But now you're looking at replacing you, – you don't replace Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, and Miami. You don't. You, you, you can throw West Virginia in there. I mean, who else are you going to bring in to replace them that – you know, it fits that ACC geographic location, and you're not. I mean, now, again, if Notre Dame decided they wanted to join the ACC, you're replacing Clemson, uh, so to speak. But you're right. still you're still deficient. So I think if if the, these teams leave the ACC for the SEC, West Virginia needs to just wait. Yeah, um, that could end up biting them on the butt and, and costing them a, a, a chance to be in the, that those super conferences. And as a West Virginia fan, I mean, and as a lot of fans are going to experience when that happens, you're going to be on the outside looking in and it's going to suck. But I think that gives West Virginia the best opportunity to be on the inside looking out. I agree. What do you think, Coach? I think as a West Virginia fan – the only reason why you guys would want to go to the ACC if those other teams leave is for geographical reasons because you want to actually go to the games. Other than that, like if you're not a person that goes to a lot of games every year, I don't think you should want – I mean, honestly, it's like trading in the Big 12. I mean, one conference for the same conference. Like you're leaving one that's almost on the last leg for another one that's almost on the last leg. And, and – like I say, the only benefit there is you don't have to travel 1,200 miles every game when you're playing away. So for the people that want to go support, you know, West Virginia on road games, then yeah. But other than that, nah. And I don't think Notre Dame would even go consider the ACC if Clemson ain't there. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, not in this day and age. Maybe 
you know, back when Florida State was 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 that deal. Uh, but if Clemson leaves, I feel like the ACC is it's it's kind of like Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big Twelve. So I agree, and especially if Florida State and Miami go with them. I mean, if Florida, either Florida State, Miami, like you got all the hard hitters I mean, that, leaving. Yeah, that's your like, three big brands. Uh, no offense I, to Pitt or Syracuse or Boston College or it's just I the mean, truth. They're not it, man. <laughs> No, and I mean, it doesn't matter what basketball <clears throat> is because basketball brings in money, but it's peanuts compared to football money. Thanks to Mark Fain Jr. for the $1.99 Super Chat. He says the ACC has to get Notre Dame to survive the chaos. I totally agree, Mark. I agree, um, Mark, but they need to do it before Clemson decides to roll out. That's <laughs> yeah. And that that's the most that's the best comment of the night. It has to happen before Clemson decides to leave. They Like, it, it, it's something where – you call up Notre Dame and you say, "What's it? What is it going to take? What's it going to take?" Um, that, and if yeah. all the ACC schools have to give up money to bring them in, whatever it takes, because this is, you're fighting for your life. And if they exactly. don't start throwing some haymakers now, they're just going to sit back and, and and they're just it's going to happen and it's going to be too late. Sam hit it on the head, man. Like if the ACC wants to survive, like they actually want to survive. There is only one choice, and it's to keep everybody they currently have and add Notre Dame. That's If they add Notre Dame, then I will agree with Sam. It'll be three conferences. It'll be the ACC. I'm pretty sure they'll go reach out and get some Pac-12 schools, you know, maybe a Big 12 school here and there. But if they can get Notre Dame, then they can survive. If they don't yep. get Notre Dame, <laughs> so I so – I just don't see an ACC lasting if they don't get Notre Dame. They can go get all the teams they want, but all the major players are already in place somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Clemson, like I say, to save, if, if Clemson is has a wondering eye, <laughs> they need Notre Dame to, to get them back in line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ACC, <clears throat> I mean, really, the ACC could throw, you know, could throw a Hail Mary and, and, and go Notre Dame. I mean, and again, I'm going to throw West Virginia in there just because geographically, and it is a big brand and they could go, we're going to get, we're going to shoot for 20. So who, who do you add? Notre Dame, West Virginia, Cincinnati. Um, Cause you're going to start poaching the big 12. You're, you're going to go right after Cincinnati. Um, and then I think you start working. I, I still think going coast to coast is going to be somewhat important. So of course you go after Oregon and me personally, I would go after, you know, Utah. Um, and that would be the teams that I would start. That's where I would start. And, you know, all it would take is for Notre Dame or Oregon to get on board, and then those pieces could start falling. Um, but they've got to do something. If they don't do anything, the worst thing they can do is nothing because it's, yeah. it's going to be over if they don't do anything. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Uh, Bryce Danielson says Clemson won't give up money to add Notre Dame to the ACC. I don't think they would have to unless they yeah. – um, I mean, Notre Dame, was, Notre Dame would add a huge, huge revenue boost to that conference. Exactly. So the uh, exactly. only way they would lose money is if they did what Sam was talking about, and that is if all the other teams had to if, – if Notre Dame gets a bigger – maybe that's what he's referring to, Notre Dame getting a bigger piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. There might be some teams that don't like that, but I'll be, I'll be honest with you, man. Um well, I don't know. Unless unless Clemson just already knows they're in the SEC and is, doesn't care, then why would they? If Clemson's going to the SEC, then they're not going to want Notre Dame in, right? No. 
and Notre Dame's not going to want to be in. No. <laughs> that would be like you 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 coach Notre Dame, and they like so. What's Clemson doing? What's Florida yeah. State doing? Like, if you're not keeping the big dogs, then I'm not going to even consider. <clears throat> yep. Big Dan T, thanks for the 999 Super Chat, man. Appreciate the support. It says, the ACC besides Clemson cannot get the recruits, at least not the big ones. As a Mountaineer, I have been against the ACC from day one. We cannot not go there if we want to be relevant. Mm. Hey, man. Uh, I, Dan, you a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. If they lose Clemson, you're absolutely – I totally agree with you. I mean, yes, they, they would have Virginia Tech if they stay. But, I, you know, Virginia Tech is – I put Virginia Tech and West Virginia pretty much as, as, as equals. As far as brand, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but Sam, would you agree with that? Uh, you know, <laughs> as a Mountaineer, as a Mountaineer fan, like it, like it's hard for me to talk about this because I went to the Virginia Tech spring game, and I'm a lifelong Hokie hater. If you know me, I never liked the Hokies. <laughs> me too. But but Mark Fain, Mark Fain, drug me down there to Virginia Tech for the spring game, and I get it. Totally get it. Totally get it now. I understand the fan base. I understand the love for the school. I get it. So would I say that it's a bigger brand than West Virginia? No, I'd never say it, but I will say I get it. I totally get it. And it's a dangerous thing that it only took a stupid spring game for me to get it. That's all I'll say. I'm not saying they're bigger than West Virginia, but I think they're equal or, or at least close. Well, I guess it all depends on what you say, brand. Like, of course, I don't know from a West Coast, so I'm here in South Carolina. But I can tell you from an SEC perspective, you're talking just fans. Like, if you say, okay, where you want to go watch a game, it's Virginia Tech all day. And and it's I don't know if that's the lure of the night game in Blacksburg. I, I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I think West Virginia's fans are just as passionate as Virginia Tech fans. But I think. Virginia Tech uh, is still, of course, always still living off of Michael Vick, and Michael Vick is a Southern, you know, he as far as pro, he's known everywhere, and, and no matter where you see him, he's always Virginia Tech. I don't think Pitt, I mean, I don't think West Virginia has that guy as big as uh, Michael Vick to keep those, you know, memories alive in the South, in the Southern states. That's if you're talking about brand that way. But in the West well, Coast, it it could be totally different because y'all play in the Big Twelve, so they could like see West Virginia as a bigger brand than Virginia Tech because they don't, you know, Virginia Tech. Does do they ever go out west to play anybody? So, <laughs> well, and I'll tell you something I did notice. I guess this was my big takeaway from the Virginia Tech, and it was just the spring game, guys. <laughs> at, a, at a, the Virginia Tech spring game, inner Sandman, like you would have thought. The roof was going to come off. That, and you're, I'm just talking the spring game. You, This is the beginning of the game. You would have thought the, the roof was going to blow off the whole place at the spring mm-hmm. game. The most exciting thing that happens at Mountaineer Fields happens at the end of the game when they win and they play country roads. And it's one of the greatest things you can witness in college football. But one happens at the beginning of the game. One happens at the end of the game. Um, and the – just the whole environment from the beginning of that Virginia Tech game just took on a different kind of aura for, for me. It, it was just, it was pretty stinking electric. Um, yeah. As much as I hate to say that. Well, oh, I, I, I'm with you. It pains me to even say that they're equals to us, but I mean, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to yeah. be objective. I think in the world of college football as it stands in 2022, I think they're, I think, like Ku said, I think they are equal. You know, like I say, when you're looking at it from a fan perspective, like just going to the game. 
it, it, it matters, you know, that things like inner Sandman matters, you know what I'm saying? But as far as like in the world of college football, I think they are on just right there, you know? Yeah. So I think as far as West Virginia goes, I think West Virginia would be better off for now anyway, staying unless they can get in the SEC, which the only way I see West Virginia getting in the SEC is if they go to 24 teams, then yeah, maybe I, we can get in. I think eventually that's going to – I'm not saying this next move is going to be that, but I think it's on its way to 24 teams, SEC, yeah. Big Ten. Uh, because if Pitt goes to the Big and, – and if Pitt goes to the Big Ten, I think – honestly, here's what I – if West Virginia can get in it, they need Pitt to go to the Big Ten. Yep. Uh and I don't know. They might well take us over Pitt anyway. I mean, we to be honest with you, we, have, we I think we're a bigger brand than Pitt. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think we have a better history than Pitt. We have we bring in more revenue than Pitt. Pitt's fans don't even go to games, man. Uh, yeah, they don't. So I just I think we're and a lot of that could be because they're a pro sports town. Hey, but, shout out to the Pitt fans though. They show up on my channel anytime. I no, do no, video. I've got a couple of Pitt fans that watch my channel. Yeah, like Dr. Pitt, John Waffle, uh, H2P. But mm -hmm. my point is, and of course, you know, I obviously I hate Pitt, but uh, just trying to be objective, I do think we're a bigger brand than them. Maybe I'm biased, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but that being said, if if the SEC wants the Pittsburgh market, they're not going to they're, they're going to assume that Pittsburgh will give them the Pittsburgh market, and that, that's not necessarily true. But they would assume that. That's why if, yeah. if Pitt goes to the Big Ten, then that would open the door possibly for West Virginia to get in the SEC if SEC wants to get a, in, a, in a new market. That's that's yeah. what that's how I look at it anyway. Well, well, and West Virginia fits that the SEC uh, mentality, I think, better than anybody anybody else. Like the fan base is is we're not the biggest fan base, and we don't have the most money, but it's a, it's a rabid, pretty rabid fan base, and. Um, you know, all we have in West Virginia college wise is West Virginia football. So, right. you know, as far as um, culture wise, I think we fit better in the SEC. Um, but, you know, do we want to go into the SEC and be, I, I don't think we'd be a bottom feeder team, but we'd be exactly what we've always been as a middle tier team, you know, fighting for recruits, just like we always have been. Right. And I'm actually getting ready to, I actually had a video prepared. I was going to work on tonight before I decided to do this about West Virginia going to the SEC. Um, because we've had some, there's been some West Virginia media people think, saying it's a bad idea. And I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind? Uh, <laughs> so did they get he, a he thinks it would be did a bad they, idea for West Virginia to go to the SEC, which I think is ludicrous. Did they get but, a uh, reason why they think it's a bad idea? Because he don't think we could compete. And he's a West Virginia media guy, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, um, but I'm going to rebut his. I'm going to rebut his, and I respect the guy. I like the guy, so I'm not talking showing throwing shade. I just disagree with his opinion. But yeah, um, I just think it's ludicrous. I mean, even like Sam said, middle of the pack. We're that now, so I'd rather make a hundred million dollars and be middle of the pack. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. That's the thing, though. West Virginia and the Big E when they were independents, they were in the middle of the pack. The Big East, middle of the pack. Big 12, middle of the pack. That's It's what they are. Now, it doesn't mean that every eight to ten years they don't put together a team that can put put some fear in the teams they play and actually give them a shot at, at climbing out of the middle. But, I mean, yeah, you know, some schools, that's just where they are and that's where they're going to be. And 
uh, as a fan, you know, that's it, a hard pill to swallow, but it is what it is. So uh, let me ask y'all, since y'all West Virginia guys, um, I know you say y'all don't have the, that kind of money, but if you did have the money, is the, the I guess, the administration willing to put that into, you know, a new stadium, upgrade stadium, you know, all that stuff? Yes. Absolutely. They just did a $50 million upgrade to the uh, players' facility, uh, which we were way – I mean, we, we had the worst – we literally had the worst facilities in the Big 12, even worse than Kansas, up until about two or three years ago. Um, and I think, honestly, think, huh? Did he freeze? <laughs> I don't know. But um, but they did a $50 million renovation to the players' facility. And, in, and a couple years before that, they renovated the stadium, uh, expanded the concourses. And, Sam, have you been there since they've done that? No, no, but it's, I'm I'm gonna try to go up this year. I want, I want definitely want to see all of that. It is uh, it's it's not. I mean, it, it it's definitely an upgrade. I mean, it's got, there's a lot more room there. They put these they put these little areas off to the side where people can go stand and hang out and talk. And, and you're not you're not in everybody's way. They added more bathrooms, more concession stands. I mean, it it's a lot better fan experience now than it was before. Didn't add any seats or anything. They just added. They wanted to improve the fan experience at the game. Um, I think that was their number one priority. Um, Sean Esquire says the best football school in the Big 12 is Baylor. I'm not sure why no one's talking about that. Is that the argument strictly about fan base and logo? Uh, Baylor is the best football school now. Uh, I don't know that they're the best football school his, over time. I mean, you know, that's that to me, that's having, and I agree with you, they are the best now, but um, I don't, I would put Oklahoma State and West Virginia as the best historically. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd agree with Coos on that totally. Um, you know, with Oklahoma and Texas out of the argument, Oklahoma State is the best team in the Big Twelve. Period. I, I think. Um, yeah. You know, Baylor. Baylor has its ups and downs. There's a lot of shade on Baylor for some of the things that's gone on down there. That that if you you know aren't familiar with the Texas market, um, which I've heard a lot of things from. Uh, buddies in Oklahoma about some of the things that goes on at Baylor. There's a lot of shady things that go on down there. Oh, really? And I think, I think that's part of the problem. Um, but yeah, I agree with Coos totally. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean, I like Baylor. I have a lot of respect for Baylor. I, I, I mean, I, I love their, they, they have, they have arguably one of the best presidents in all, all, all of universities in Linda Livingstone. Their AD Mac Rhodes is a superstar. They're doing a phenomenal job. Dave Aranda might might be might end up being uh, the best coach better has ever had uh, at the end of the day. Um, I love what he's doing. The recruiting their recruiting is off the chain right now. Uh, yeah. So I, I think they're the best football today. But I I, I'm not going to go as far as to say they're the best football in the Big Twelve over you know. I think overall. they're the best. I think they're the best football team currently. But I think right. Oklahoma State is the best, the bigger football brand. You know, but Baylor, yeah. Baylor brings that all around sports thing because they're good in a lot of sports. Right. I mean, up until a few years ago, their football team was trash, to be honest with True. you. Until Matt RG3 put them on the map. <laughs> I mean, he did. They were, until he got there, they were garbage. They were, they were yeah. arguably the worst football team in the country. They were, they, they were, were Kansas at one time. Yeah. Yep. I don't, I don't I know remember. if people realize that or not. I remember that. <laughs> uh, and then they, they had a couple down seasons even after RG3 left, and then they got back good. You know, they started winning again, and then 
they had that whole scandal thing. Yep. Uh, so then they had another bad year. Uh, so, I mean, they, they've had some ups and downs, but if they can keep their coach, if they can keep Dave Aranda around for a while, they're going to be, they're going to be really good. Probably yeah. for a long time, honestly. I like Baylor. Baylor might be either my second or third favorite Big 12 team. I like Oklahoma State, too, just because I like Mike Gundy. But uh, I, I have a lot of respect for Mike Gundy. He's he's probably yeah. my – obviously, i got to say Neil Brown's my favorite coach, but Mike Gundy's probably my second. <laughs> There's a comment down here, uh, Bryce Danielson. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Clemson guy, and I feel like uh, South Carolina has more traction than WVU. That is a very astute – comment because i agree with you at the moment uh, i do too and traction and as far as being being a good football program team yeah yeah well i think Go i ahead. think more so as in you know what people like the hype that's being built around it at the current moment you know what i'm saying like i think shane beamer his last name did a lot to bring it in mm-hmm they're in the SEC, which helps them. Like, you know, if, if if South Carolina was in the Big 12 along with West Virginia, I don't know if that statement would be true. But because they're in the SEC, they definitely have one of the most, if not the most loyal fan base in college football. Like, <laughs> and games at South Carolina is it's kind of like what Sam was saying about inner Sandman, you know, um, at Virginia Tech. It's the same way at, at South Carolina, so. Oh, and I, I, mean, I don't even disagree with it. Even though I'm a West Virginia fan, I mean, uh, the, the hype around South Carolina right now is, is real. I mean, I, I, I see it myself. So, tracks in like that, yeah. But being a better team, I think it's a coin flip. If y'all played this year, I think it's a coin flip. I don't know who would win. Well, I think South Carolina, I think they've done a lot of, th- a lot of flying yeah. under the radar. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people are sl- still sleeping on Spencer Radler, and I'm not going to do that because – he was a Heisman Trophy favorite for a reason, and you know the NIL hit, and he kind of crapped the bed, and all that happened. But there was a reason why he was that, and and I think I don't know. I just I think they're going to be a lot better this year and the next couple of years than people think. Yeah, mm. I want to I want to address this comment by Stickman eighty three says, and I hope I pronounced your name right. Just saw the title for the video. The SEC doesn't call schools; schools call the SEC. So there's no rating going on, folks. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a title, man. Don't get too bent out of shape about it. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. We if our title if our title's not exciting, nobody clicks on the video. So don't uh, that's true. Don't read too much into it. <laughs> don't get your panties in a wad. Uh, everybody knows how good the SEC is. We don't need y'all to tell us. We actually get tired of hearing it. To be honest. <laughs> Let's one of little bugs. But, but it's look, one of them bugs that gets in your head, man. And like, listen, man, I want to tell y'all something, man. Like, don't believe the hype. Everybody in the SEC is not an SEC homer. I'm gonna tell you what, nothing, nothing pleases me more on Saturdays than to watch Florida lose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a here, and I, coach, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be totally transparent with you. Us non-SEC people, I've always gotten sick of hearing about the SEC. But if our team had a chance to go, we would go in a second so yeah a lot I of mean, it is pro- a lot of it is probably jealousy i'm not gonna lie <laughs> we yes, hate yes. you because we hate you because we ain't you and that's <laughs> all it is and if anybody out there disagrees with what i just said you're lying to yourself you know 
Ohio State, Big Ten teams, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth. If the SEC called you up today, you'd be gone tomorrow. Like you know, you know. And I think, and and what what a lot of fans, you know, that don't like the whole SEC just means more. They just don't realize it started with the fans. Like you know, fans in the southeast and southeastern states. I ain't gonna say they love football. They die without football. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's crazy like that. That's why Texas and Oklahoma fit right in. And it's yeah. like if other conferences like took that again. Like I don't think Northwestern fans they like they like football, but they like eh, you know whatever. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like South Carolina almost had like you know had to come to legislative blows because they couldn't play Clemson in the COVID year. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you got to have football in the South. It, it's not a question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for answering my question. I'd agree about being the best, but only right now. This is Sean Esquire, by the way. Uh, Long term, I guess we'll have to see. Thanks again. You're welcome, Sean. Thanks for being on here, man. Yeah. I like, baby. Uh, like I said, I think their, their sports program is the best in the, in the Big 12 <clears throat> overall. They're good in, I will in say, track. Yeah. I, I will say, like, back in, I think it was like 2007, 2008, I went and watched. Uh, West Virginia played the Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville. And that was the first taste of kind of that Southern football-esque. Like, like, like it's so – it really is different. Like, it's totally different. Like, yeah, you know, the the people down that way, like, like West – they love West Virginia people down there. And, I mean, it was a party and it was a good yeah. time. Like, like, the wildest games I've been to at Morgantown don't hold a candle to what I experienced at the Gator Bowl. It's just the Gator Bowl. So, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine going to, you know, the big bowl games down there. Hey, I went it's... to I went to Baton Rouge the year West Virginia played LSU. Ooh. Dude, I'm telling you. It's I have real. never been treated with I, – I I've never been treated better in my life than the people at, at LSU treated us. They yeah. thanked me for coming and shook my hand. Listen. I got invited to I don't know how many tailgate parties, got offered beer by everybody I walked by. I mean, it was just – that's the thing. It's like, yes, we definitely care about winning. That's first and foremost. But it's not college football season if you can't tailgate, baby. So it's, yeah. it's like, and LSU is one of, if not the best, tailgate in college football. Oh man, and it, I mean, they, the, I, I was I was very impressed with the people down there. Uh, the atmosphere was great. The game time, the the noise was. I mean, it was sold out, uh, which which I felt. I thought I took that as a compliment that they were sold out to see West Virginia. You know. Yeah. Um, that showed that they respected. I mean, I'm, LSU probably sells every game out, so I'm probably kidding myself. But still, I felt like, you know, these people respected West Virginia enough to come and watch the game. And uh, and it was so freaking loud that Geno Smith lined up under the guard one time because he just couldn't. He was like – <laughs> I think it was his sophomore year or junior year, and he was just – you could tell he had never he had never seen anything like that in his life. Yeah. He had to call time out. It was, it was, it was crazy. You couldn't even hear yourself think in there. It's different, man. I'm telling you. Uh, stick man, uh, we don't wear panties and we have, don't have to brag. Then he said it was a joke. I know it was, man. I was joking myself. Just uh, I was playing along with you, man. Oh, but, he no. only said that because you're wearing a Steelers shirt. <laughs> Me? <laughs> no, no, stick man. Stick you, man. you said that because he's wearing a Steelers shirt. I was making another joke. Oh, he's wearing a Steelers shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That went over my head. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. There's some good comments coming in here. Yeah, man. I like it. Let's see if I can get to them. Uh, oh, Sean Esquire, the guy that he graduated from Baylor. 
He did what now? He graduated from Baylor. He put it in the comments. Oh, did he? Cool. Yeah, yeah. He said he got it. He said he graduated in 99. Look at, look at Sean being, being my age. <laughs> 99, I was uh, – that was my second to last year in Athens. I was there when Kirby was there. So, oh, were you? Yeah, he finished in 97. So, he was uh, – I think Kirby was a, a sophomore when I got to school. Okay. I got you. He, you said he finished in 97? And and... Yeah, yeah. I st- I, uh, Kirby was in the class of 1993, uh-huh. um, and uh, which means he played his first year. I think he was on the team. I don't think he played in 93. Uh, my freshman year was 95. Did you play? No, 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 no. I, tried, <laughs> I, I was a basketball guy. <laughs> okay, but, you're, but you are a Georgia, Georgia alum. Yeah, 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 man. Awesome. Go dogs. <laughs> UNC is not going to the SEC without Duke basketball. Uh, it's $100 million. <laughs> I, I, any school that would turn that down is an idiot, in my opinion. It, unless you're, I mean, unless you're in the Big Ten. Any school that's not in the SEC or Big Ten that turns down an offer to go is insane, in my opinion. I mean, I, why would you? Well, here's the thing. Let's play <laughs> devil's advocate on that. Unless for, you're Notre Dame. For, Notre for Dame one second. Yeah, play, devil, play devil's advocate for a second, though. Go for it. You look at UNC and Duke. They're two basket – I mean, very basketball-centric schools. Blue Bloods. <laughs> blue Bloods, totally. The, the Blue Blood of the Blue Blood. They're both, um, you know, uh, schools that turn out, you know, uh, doctors and, and, and all of that. They're medical schools, and it's all, you know, the education that you get – and throw Virginia in there too. Like the educations that go on there are very different than anywhere else. Right. Getting into a hundred million dollar football deal may not be something they're interested in. Mm. Settle settling that. in, like, because if you have tier one schools, it's going to be say that top forty eight, and then you have top tier two, they may be perfectly happy being one of those tier two schools. Because they get to keep their basketball, they get to keep their football, but what what they really focus on is the education. That that may be something that you do run into with a few schools out there. Yeah, I could definitely see. That's a good point, Sam. I could definitely yeah. see some of them schools like you know, football ain't all that for us, though. And, and, <laughs> you know, I, and, like, I, and I could see Stanford being one of those schools as well. I think Absolutely. Stanford and Duke for sure say that. You know what I'm saying? Because Duke. Man, I don't know if y'all ever been to Duke. It's a nice, it's one of the prettiest campuses in America, but the football, they just, they just, hey man, it's something to do on Saturdays. We just, yeah. we just biding time yeah. until end of October, beginning of November when the, when, uh, you know, uh, Coach K Stadium, I mean, Coach K Court is packed. So, yeah. Uh, Stickman says, first time here and love the setup, fellas. I will be regular. I thank, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, All right, quick, can I ask Stickman something? Yeah, go ahead. Stickman, you a uh, South Carolina fan? I know you're a Pittsburgh fan. My nephew's a Pittsburgh fan, uh, Steelers, that is. But in college, are you a South Carolina fan? I saw you say something about uh, South Carolina. Uh, see, I saw uh, Salt of the Earth says uh, the only way the SEC and Big Ten can become super conferences is the SEC is to, has to implode. And Salt of the Earth, I don't know if you missed the first part of the live stream, but that's basically – there's a report out that – Miami, Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina might be going to the SEC. So that would be that would be first step of implosion. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still have 10 teams left at that point. But there's also rumors that Pitt and Virginia could look at the Big Ten. Uh, so the ACC could very well implode. Yeah. Just like Pac-12 and a heck the Big you – know, what would be I, ironic is that at the end of the day, the Big 12 could end up being the third super conference. Wouldn't that be crazy? It could. I mean, they may have done just enough. I mean, they may have done just enough to keep it alive. I mean, Bob Bowlesby could go from zero to hero, right? Well, think about think about this, guys. Say say those teams leave for the SEC tomorrow, and the next move is going to be to the Big Twelve. Who does the Big Twelve target specifically? Target mm-hmm. who do they go after next? My opinion out of, out of, is out of the ACC. Out of, out of ACC or the Pac-12. Well, I mean, obviously, I and think, I'm being I'm being realistic. I'm let's leave Notre Dame and Oregon out of that discussion. You don't think Oregon? Well, yeah, you're probably right. Um, I think if Clemson and Florida State go to the SEC, and Notre Dame is on the fringe of going to the Big Ten, I don't know if Big Twelve can do anything to save them from not being at the outside looking in. You just don't have enough star power. I, I just don't think so. I mean, there'll still be a conference like ACC can try to hold on, but it'll be like, you know, what it is now, Power 5, Group of 5. It'll be Power 2, Group of the rest. <laughs> well, but I heard something today, and it made sense, and I hadn't heard anybody talk about this, and I actually heard two different I, – I had to, I was on the road a long time today, so I listened to multiple podcasts, and a couple different people brought this up. Um. Uh, You've got 65 Power 5 teams right now, counting Notre Dame. Yep. If you if you have two super conferences of, say, 24 teams apiece, that's 48 teams, right? Yep. And, and who's in the, maybe they don't even get to 24. Maybe they yeah. – whatever. But let's just say they do. you got yeah. 48 teams. That leaves what? 17 16. more teams? 16 more teams? Whatever. 17, yeah, 65, yeah, 17. That's a lot of teams. Yeah, and that's a lot of money that the TV networks will be leaving on the table if they don't put those teams on television. But if you start listening, Coos, if you start naming all those teams, if they go to forty-eight, like I actually looked at it, and you know, from a football perspective, who would make the cut and who wouldn't? That's what I was going to see right. we wanted to talk about. Like, and the teams that wouldn't make the cut, I don't know if the TV networks would really care because all the revenue they 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 really can get would be in the two power conferences. Yeah, but here's the thing: you're 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 keeping out some very say West Virginia gets left out of the equation. Okay. Am I going to be motivated to turn my TV on and watch Alabama and USC play each other when my team got left out? Probably not. No. And you're going to have you're going to have 17 fan bases who feel that way. They're not going but, to watch. They're not going to watch it anymore. That's going to hurt revenue. West Virginia is unique in that perspective because you're the only Power 5 school in West Virginia. But if, I don't know, if uh, if Cal says, we ain't watching football because y'all, we ain't got it. We already got the California people. We got USC. We don't need anybody else in California. That's what the TV networks would say. You know? It's like, yeah. we got Oklahoma. If Oklahoma State, I don't think they would get left out. I think they would be in. But let's say they did. We already got Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a bigger football brand. So we already got people in. We already got the market. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you got teams like Washington, Washington State. That's a big market that we would be living out. But 
is it enough to say let's do a deal with a conference because we want the Seattle market? I don't, I don't, I personally don't think so because, like I said, the other big brands just make up for all of that. <laughs> Texas, yeah. we got it on lock. California, we got it on lock. Georgia, Florida, uh, Big Ten would have New York. I, like I said, I don't. Again, I don't think they really watch college football like that. But the, with what the SEC doesn't have, the Big Ten has. So I don't know. But I mean, you, I just don't. <laughs> If you if you disenfranchise, I don't know. If you disenfranchise all those fan bases, it's gonna it's gonna make them. They're just not gonna care as much. I mean, it's just that simple. But, and, but and, they're not they're not gonna care that we don't. They're not gonna care. That's what I'm saying. I don't think ESPN would care if ESPN got all the teams that you and I and Sam have talked about today. Uh-huh. I don't care. I don't think they care. It, that, again, I, I love West Virginia football. I, I'm a college football fan, but I don't really think I they would it. care that West Virginians aren't watching football. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and and I, and I get it. I'm just trying because, to because 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 they picked up so many other big markets. You know what I'm saying? So, but those big markets don't necessarily watch games anyway. That's that that's what's so baffling about this thing. I mean, you Rutgers has terrible TV numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah. watching football in Rutgers, so why do they can't? Why do they want Rutgers? I, honestly, I don't know. You know, that's <laughs> well, I mean, but the reason they make it is because they're already in. Like, I mean, yeah. that's just that's just the, the luck of it. But I they mean, took them. I'm in last expansion, but yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm I'm with you, Coos. I don't know why they took them in the first place. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's like, I mean, I know I, academics probably plays a played a role because the Big Ten is you know, yeah, really big on academics. I get it, and Rutgers is a great academic school, so, but. Uh, but to your point, Coos, to your point, like if West Virginia was to get left out, outside of West Virginia, because like I said, you're the only power five in the state. Uh-huh. What other team is in that that unique spot that they're the only power five in their state and they might get left out outside of Kansas and Kansas State? But are we really getting a lot of TV ratings from Kansas and Kansas State? Not in football. <laughs> um, uh, basketball, you would. You would. I mean, Kansas brings valuable basketball. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who else has only one team. I think West Virginia is unique in that. I mean, uh, you could compare us to Hawaii. Who who watches Hawaii football? That's all they got. But Nobody West Virginia—that's what I'm saying. So you lose out on West Virginia. That's a loss. We're gonna we're gonna chop it up. That's a loss. But maybe we look to add West Virginia, and then we don't really care about the mother. You know, somebody else doesn't yeah. make it. They, like, maybe they find a way to kick a Rutgers out or something and take a West Virginia. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think Louisiana's only got one. Well, and they would be in. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent that entire time trying to think of a state. <laughs> I wasn't you listening know, to a word you were saying because I was too busy trying to figure it out. But like if you really think man. about it, if you really think about it, though, you know, three twenty-team conferences would leave the the least amount of teams floundering. I mean, like in the perfect world, they find a way to bring them all in, and then nobody has has to do it. But then the conversation we're not having, or we haven't had yet, is the ruling body of the FBS, the NCAA. They're on their way out too, and they just don't see it yet. Yeah, they are because. Because they're not going to keep, you know, once all this starts happening, the NCAA is going to be out. So why doesn't the NCAA reform for that tier two bunch of schools? They're going to have to do something 
to keep some sort of regulatory power. They will do something. But, I mean, I think there's going to be more than just, you know, it's going to be Tier 1 football, Tier 2 football, and then you're going to drop down into your D2 and so forth. Yeah. Do you and think- West Virginia is just right on that cusp. We're, we're one, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, uh, when this whole thing first started, when this whole UCLA USC thing broke, and then you started hearing rumors about the Big 12 adding these schools, dude, I was excited. I was like, this is the more chaos, the better for us, right? <laughs> but then the more, the more reports I read, and every time I see a new story, West Virginia is never in the freaking article, okay? Mm. And every time that happens, I get more and more concerned because I'm going to be honest with you. If we get left out, I'm going to be freaking heartbroken. I might cry, okay? Mm. That's it. That's how much West, I probably won't, but I would probably come close. But yeah. that's how much West Virginia football means to me. West Virginia sports means to me, and I would still, I, I'm, and I'm still going to watch them every Saturday, probably, even if they're not in the Power Two or Power Three, or whatever. Uh, I think if there's a Power Three, we're in for sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there's a Power Two, we might not. Uh, but I, I think I told somebody asked me the other day. I think it was on the live stream I was on with you. Uh, at what point does West Virginia get left out? Yeah, I think if it goes, if it goes to around forty-eight, fifty teams, I think we get in. But if it doesn't, I don't think we get in. I, I don't, and I don't. That doesn't mean I think we're the fifty-first best team. I think we're definitely a top. I mean, we're a top forty program for sure. Maybe top thirty or thirty-five. You could argue, yeah. depending on what metrics you're looking at. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, there's so many teams that are already grandfathered in, like we were talking about earlier, like the Rutgers, is the Vanderbilts, the schools that are already in these conferences. They're, exactly. they're not going to kick them out, I don't think. You'll be I think competing. 60. Okay, okay go, my bad. go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say, I think 60 is the magic number. You think we need 60 to get in? 60, 60 will make me feel a whole lot better about it. 60 is yes, the number sir. I want to hear so that my mind can rest a little bit. Until <laughs> I hear 60, I'm think- thinking the worst. I think Sam is on to something because of what you said, Coos. A lot of these teams are grandfathered in, so they're not going to go kicking teams out. I know people say kick this team out, kick that team. First of all, let me dispel the rumors. Vandy is going nowhere. They're grandfathered in. They were one of the founding members, and they raised what little SEC cares about academics. They have a great baseball program, and people in Nashville love football. So yeah. we definitely not giving up that market. So like you said, uh, Coos, y'all are definitely a top 40 program, but you won't be battling like from ground zero. You're battling not the Vandys, not the Missouris, not the Rutgers because they're already in. You're battling, you know, who's, who else is trying to get in. And I'm with you. I think it's going to be more of a 48 team team thing. And that's where you kind of like, God, man, we better than – uh Boston College. But Boston College, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. but then it's like what do you, what does the Big Ten want? Do they want they're Boston, in Boston College? That's all that's what it boils we're in we're in a, we're under, unfortunately college football is at a point right now to where they only care because the networks are making the decisions. They only care about yep. big cities. Exactly. They want to be in every large market in the country. Period. Exactly. Or well, and or, or the or the SEC. I mean obviously I know the SEC's got small markets, but it's the SEC. It's it's different there, right? Yeah. But other other than the other than that, other than your big blue blood programs, they want the blue bloods and they want all the big cities. That's what they want, I think. Well, and for ESPN, because I think what you're going to see is a shift where ESPN 
is going to handle college football 100% of the football you want to watch. They're going to handle it 100%. They're, they're going to be the, the, the people that make the contracts, all these market, uh, you know, NBC, ABC, all in, they're going to be out. They're going to handle tier two contracts. So West Virginia games will still be on, but it's going to be regional, you know, if they don't make it. And I think you're going to see ESPN completely move away from the NFL and totally focus on college football. It wouldn't surprise me if ESPN quit reporting on NFL football. I think they've figured out college is where the money's at. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think so, too. It's a billion-dollar uh, business, you know, college football. Kuz, I'm sorry. I, was, I saw a comment sound something like what you said about if West Virginia gets left out, you'd be heartbroken. Uh, comment from Simon two zero seven seven. He said, yeah. okay. "He said K State gets left out. He's done. Don't be done, yeah. Simon. They still will be playing football, just not in the tier one. Maybe, maybe. But, that, see, but you see, that's the risk you take. Fans won't be as interested. Yeah, I think I mean, that I'm, hurts. I think that hurts the school more than it hurts, you oh, know, ESPN. Yeah, or you know, because a lot of these programs." As we all know, some of the lower level, uh, not, I guess, non-televised sports, they live off of the football revenue. And a lot of that revenue for the teams like uh, Kansas, yeah, it comes from basketball, but let's let's not be be crazy. The Big 12 still gives them more football money than they make basketball money. So oh, yeah, if, they go to, if they're not in the big network TV packages because they're not in the tier one, now you might not have – volleyball at kansas or you know whatever the sport it is and 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 like you said now football they're like man i don't really want to watch tier two football like what is that so now you're losing donations some people just donate to that they're donate to their favorite school or their alum the alumnus alma mater because they want the football team to be better right. and then you know you, i don't know man it's, it's crazy out here <laughs> but you know, go ahead Jan. Well, I was just going to say, you know, the football fan, the college football fan, I mean, how many times have you found yourself on late Saturday night watching two teams you've never even heard of play college football? I we all do it. We I all do. do it. And that's the thing. So to say that, like, if West Virginia didn't make it, the fans would lose interest, that's not necessarily accurate. They may lose national recognition and national coverage. But regionally, they're still going to be exactly what they were. Their schedules are just going to look very, very different. And then you also can't rule out the idea that Notre Dame stays independent and some of these major, bigger schools that don't make that that 40 stay independent and schedule within those two major conferences as well. I mean, they may not get a shot at a national championship, but let's be honest, half of them aren't competing for it anyway. 99% of them aren't competing for it anyway. Right. Uh, Tyler Mott says, what happens to schools like Northwestern and Vanderbilt? Do they let, get kicked out and replaced Tyler. eventually? I don't think so because, like we talked, those schools, even though they suck, well, and, and I, actually Northwestern is actually recruiting really well right now, So, I, which is a whole other discussion. I can, I can speak for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt ain't going nowhere, Taylor. They're in the SEC. They're literally grandfather clause in. Like, yeah. They're a founding member of the SEC. They're not – Everybody in the SEC loves Vandy, <laughs> not just because it's a, a good win, but, again, the Nashville market. They're not going to give up the Nashville market. 
and Vandy may be one of the better road trips you could ever go on because of the city of Nashville. Yeah. I go and, every and, other year when Georgia goes. And and back to the academic thing. Yeah. I know uh, nobody football fans for some reason, and I'm guilty of this at times too, but I've I've talked to – you guys know who Tony Altamore is. He's been on several different shows, and he, he, he puts together all these graphs and data about, about realignment, shows how schools fit in each conference and this type of thing. And he's 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 a he graduated from USC, and he studied all this stuff, man. And he he'll tell you right now, the, you know we can say academics don't matter, but when you when you're talking to university presidents who, who are making these decisions, it matters. These are colleges. <laughs> they care about academics. That's what they're there for. And and Stanford and I'm sure Vanderbilt's in the same deal. They make billions of dollars on from academic money alone. From donations and endowments, the conference doesn't want to leave that. Let that go. You just because a, it's not, even though they're in a conference, a conference yep. is more than just sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are academic pieces involved in that, and we have a hard time as fans thinking See, about yeah. that because all we care about is football. Yep. But Vanderbilt brings a lot of value to the SEC, other than other than football. Yep, that's what I'm saying. They they do. It's not just academic. Like Vanderbilt is one of the better. If not better, the best baseball team outside of this year, Tennessee was the best right. SEC team. So, so to say, Ole Miss won the championship, but Vanderbilt always is consistently good in baseball. Consistently, yeah. like and like you say, it's academics. It's it's a lot of stuff. Again, being a founding member. So, um, one of your companies helped you out. Uh, Missouri's a Power Five school. That's the only Power Five in the state. <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but you know, just think about this: you could have a college football national on the national scene. You could have schools like West Virginia, Baylor, uh, Kansas State. Uh, I don't know, just name one. Oklahoma State, Tech, Oklahoma TCU, State, TCU, Louisville. Yeah, I mean, there's some good teams that could be on Wake the Forest. outside looking in. Wake Forest, Boston College, uh, North Carolina State that might not get included in the quote-unquote big boy club. Not, I mean, that's just that's baffling to me, man. We are the 15th winningest program of all time, and we might not be included. That's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> Iowa State's another one. I just oh, And it's all yeah. because we are the state of West Virginia and we don't have a high population. That's, and it's that simple. Well, I think, you know, I think what it really comes down to is the haves and the haves nots and the haves are calling the shots when if they could have just all come together and sat down and talked about how how to work work together to get this where they want it to be. Yeah. That they could have really come up with a system that was fair and equitable for all of them at the same, they really could have. Cause it's actually, if you look at the way the ACC structured their schedules for, I think it's the 2023 season, uh -huh. that uh, three, five, three, five three. thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. You brought, you have four conferences with, with four, uh, 14 teams apiece doing that three, five, five thing. You, you include 56 teams. You're not really kicking too many teams out. You take the top 12 teams out of each, of the four conferences, the top four teams get a bye, bottom eight teams play, and then four four two two national championship. And I think that would have been 
me personally, that would have been the most exciting thing they could have they could have ever done. But yeah. you know, what's yeah. what's fair and what's equitable is not always what happens. <laughs> exactly. Stickman <laughs> says SEC academics are low key. Florida has national leading program. South Carolina's thirty one international business school. Uh, last I checked, one number. In the country, last I checked, academics are just more low-key. Yeah, the SEC does have some good – I mean, I actually got it in front of me right here. Uh, actually, Lord, like you say, it's not the Big Ten. Let's not let's not mistake ourselves. But it is – I'm like Stickman. We just don't – I'm going to say they don't care. They do care. They just don't uh, advertise it because they – in the South, people care about football. So. It's, like Tony – I heard Tony Altamore the other day talk about it on, on a show. He said every college – Every school has their own way. For example, Notre Dame has become has partially become who they are because of football. They made money because of football. Alabama is now Alabama's. He said Alabama's actually improving their academics. You do, but they have because the because of the image their football has given them. They're making money off of football, but they can use that money for other things. And you you attract um, more you attract more um, enrollment as well. So the elite programs are getting to the point where they can't like they're turning down a lot of people because even some of those smarter people like that might still like football. They get attracted like if Alabama's bad, nobody wants to go to the state of Alabama if you don't live there. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. football's good. So you're like, hey man, they got a pretty decent you know education. Let me go here. And then after that happens so often, I mean, so much, so much, so much, so much. And now you got a good program, you know, you got a good, yeah. got good, good academics. So, I mean, when it comes to like public schools, I mean, Clemson, you talking about Southern football, Clemson is good. Florida's good. Georgia's good. But they're not advertising that stuff. You know what I'm saying? They advertise yeah. the national championships. Right. <laughs> so it's just a different way of building it. You know, some schools will build their brand through academics. Some will build it through football. It just depends on – it doesn't mean academics doesn't matter to them. It's just they have a different way of of, of, yeah. of focus or, or of, uh, of raising the money to improve the academics, so to speak. I mean, uh, just a different different strategy to build their yeah. to build their school and their brand. Because the, there because was a really – sorry, go ahead. Sam. Go ahead, Sam. I was going to say there was a really good comment uh, from Mike King at uh, 9.51 p.m. Okay. Let me look at it, and then I'll go back to this one. I thought that was funny. Mike King. Too many. There we go. Oh, I, I had it and then lost it. Ooh. Good comment. All right, here we go. West Virginia has to overcome political prejudice, which has been going on for years. Yep. That's a like that's a big thing in this state. Um and, I, like and I'm I'm assuming what he's talking about is just the way um, the uh, West Virginia academics has been viewed. Uh, I think that's what he's talking about because it's it's almost turned political several times with our governors wanting to intervene and all of that. Um, I'd like for him to ac actually explain that to make sure that that I'm thinking of what he's talking about. But if he is, I mean, it's a really good comment because West Virginia. It's kind of a misnomer when it comes to what I think he's talking about. Yeah, I would like for him to – I was going to say I'd like for him to elaborate on that because I, I want to get – before I comment, I, I want to know exactly what he – because there's a lot of different ways you could take that comment. Yeah, I mean, if he's talking about the West Virginia administration and 
what I've always felt like is a good old boys club. Like if that's what he's talking about, he's spot on. And I have heard through the, I've had I've had people send me private messages that have seen my videos and stuff, and people I don't really know, so I don't know how true this stuff is. But I've had people send me private messages say like, "Look, I know people who work there, and I know this and that, and I'm a boost, you know, I'm a donor, and yada yada." And they'll say like, "It's it's a mess. Um, they don't, you know, it's it's good old boys network, like you said. I've heard I've heard it said. I've heard people tell me that before, and it." Yeah. Those people don't um, don't really care about what's best for West Virginia. They only want to care about themselves, and you know I've heard those kind of comments from from people before. So there could be something to that. Because I never did understand why Governor Justice, you know, our governor's Jim Justice, he's a billionaire, has reached out to West Virginia to try to help them broker a little bit. You know, depending on how this thing things start shaking out, and they've just kind of turned him down, and it's like. Yeah, how many billionaires we got in this state that's willing to, I think, put his money where his mouth is and help, you know, make something happen? And it, it just, uh, it makes sense what he's saying. If that's what he's talking about, that that's a good, very good comment. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for him to see if he to see if he elaborates down here in the bottom somewhere. But if he does, y'all remind me because I'm I can't oh. keep up with him. Yeah, I will. but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always wondered that. And I've, I heard, see, we on the, I don't know if y'all know this, but we were that close to having Jimbo Fisher as our head coach. Mm. He had his back. I, I know, a, I know a guy who's best, for, who's really close friends with Jimbo. I know him personally because Jimbo's from West Virginia, as, mm. as y'all, as you know, probably know, Coach. But yep. <laughs> he had agreed to a five million dollar deal to be our coach before he went to before he went to A and M. That money. I think Dana. I think it may have been during one of Dana's contract deals. I don't. I don't remember the timing exactly, but um, and he may be. It may have even been before Dana. I don't know. But long story short, uh, he was getting ready to leave to come to West Virginia to to finalize the deal. And somebody high up the ladder, I guess a booster or somebody, said, "We're not giving him five million. We're only giving him four million. So Jimbo basically said, "Screw you. I'm not coming." So I mean, think about it. We could have had Jimbo Fisher instead of Dana, Dana Holgerson. Well, I mean, and I ain't saying, you know, I don't know how great of a coach Jimbo Fisher is. I was just about to ask you that. Like, I'm not saying that he's not because, I mean, he has a national championship. I have to respect that. But yeah. he did have Jameis Winston. And regardless of what Jameis Winston's done in the pros, he's one of the best ACC quarterbacks to ever play. Um, but yeah. he's had more resources and more money at A and M, and he hasn't really. Yeah, I mean he he's a good he's a great recruiter. You can't argue that. Um, uh, some of that could be, but some but some of that could be because of the resources. He, is he? Is he? Since it, I'm just asking before NIL, the years that he was at <laughs> Texas A and M, he only had seven total. I mean, he only had four total five stars. NIL, he, he gets seven. Yeah. Nia get Nia hits he yeah. gets seven so I, I think he's a, I think he's a decent recruiter but I think he's got a lot of backing yeah well I'm not, and 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 to that to that comment <laughs> um, God you had did you have to bring that here dude really I don't even know, I know it's a super chat do I have to enter super chats yeah put it up there <laughs> is, just put it up is, there just put it up there yeah yeah you said it well, y'all got to tell me what that's a reference to. 2007, West Virginia's number two in the country. 
We win, we go to the national championship. <laughs> Pitt beats Pitt's three and Pitt is three and eight, I think. Something like yeah. that. We were twenty what, twenty eight point favorites to win the game. Yep. God, I hate it. They beat us thirteen to nine. Look at John. That's Wall. the best that's the best two dollars he's ever spent. <laughs> and, and the thing is, the thing is, that's the only thing Pitt fans have to talk crap to us about, and they never stop. <laughs> it happened t- almost twenty years ago, almost twenty years ago, but yet they still bring, and I don't even it don't even hey. bother me anymore. But yet they still got to throw it out there. Listen, man, as fans, we remember everything, especially when it's something like that. <laughs> but John Waffle, thanks for the super chat, man. Regardless of what uh, what you said. <laughs> I guess I got to say it. Remember 13-9. We will never forget. Never uh, forget. Oh, oh trust me. I, trust me, God. we won't. But I'm not crying about it anymore. Oh. But now I got to put this one up. <clears throat> From Steve Tolman. <laughs> John Waffle tried to get Pitt on the map. He got another super chat for you. We have not. John Waffle again. Hey, hey, bro, I tell you, if you're going to keep paying me, keep talking smack, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Jingling-a-ling. I told you, boy, Pit fans show up on YouTube, boy. They do, man. They do. Me and John, I, I, me and him, between him and Talk is Pit, I talk more. We talk more crap on Twitter to each other. Oh, um, man. But hopefully, it's. I think it's all out of good fun. At least it is on my end. Um. We have nine national championships. Yeah, but they were before World War One, weren't they? Do they even count? <laughs> we're three and zero in BCS in bowl neck, game. Leatherneck days. <laughs> we're three and zero in BCS outlets. bowl games. What's pitch record in BCS bowl games? Oh, that's right. They never went to one. <clears throat> All right. Here's a comment about Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher was an excellent recruiter at Florida State. Always had top three classes in the nation. Well, he was an excellent recruiter. I will give you that at certain positions. Like, their offensive line was always trashed, even the year they won the national championship. Yeah. So, again, I mean, he hasn't done anything at Texas A&M. And the last two years at, <laughs> the last two years at Florida State, he wasn't a great recruiter. <laughs> yeah. they He won his national championship. If I'm not mistaken, he, he still had Bobby Bowden's players, didn't he, for the most part? He did. He did. <laughs> but he was on staff, so I can give him credit yeah. for some, oh, yeah, some, yeah. Of those, some of those recruits, though. Yeah. Um, Tim Oliver says Pitt has nine titles in air hockey. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, oh, there they go. They're going at it now. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So, then, so, 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 so Pitt and West Virginia, y'all big rivals? Oh, God, yeah. We hate each oh, other. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hateful rivalry. Like, you got West Virginia and Virginia Tech. It's a little more of a tame rivalry. West Virginia and Pitt, is, there's a lot of hate there. Just a lot of trolling despise there. Sean uh, uh. Esquire says, Fellas, do you think a network like CBS Sports might entice WVU and other major programs, not in the Big 12, Big 10 SEC, rather, to form another super conference? This, of course, would include Notre Dame this under. That's what I'm thinking, Sean. Uh, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I meant to mention that earlier. I, here's what I would kind of – if if you get to Big Ten, it gets 20 to 24 teams, whatever they decide on. You get to Big Ten, SEC – or Big Ten, SEC both get 20 to 24 teams. 
if all those other teams forming their own separate conference, yes, they're not going to be the big brands, but I still think they would carry some weight. Well, if and, CBS Sports wants to stay in college football, that would be a great idea because yeah. <laughs> after 2024, they lose the SEC, which is the cash cow, because they're going full-time ESPN uh, for the SEC. So that, yeah, might, that might be a good point. <laughs> yeah, and here's something I want to throw out, and I, I, I've taken up an hour and a half of your all's time tonight, but uh, one more quick thing I, I need to bring. I feel like this is worthy of the conversation is the Big 12's new commissioner. That guy – First of all, he might regret taking the job. Uh, I mean, my God, look what he's walking into. But from what I've heard about this guy, I was I was listening to Gordon Gee in an interview. You know, he's West Virginia's president, and he said he had a conversation with um, he wouldn't say who, but he said a a network executive or somebody at a network. Which I'm glad Gordon Gee's talking to network people. By the way, I think that's a good sign. But anyway. Um, he said that they said he's probably one of the top five businessmen in, in sports, in his mm. opinion. Okay. I've heard that. I've heard I've heard the dude, um, what's his name? Uh York Mark your mark? Brett Yormark. I've I've heard that I've heard p- people like out west describe him as like a sa- he's a savage, just an absolute business savage. He's yeah. he's a killer, is what they said. Like he he is got that kind of mentality. I think, you know, he could be the kind of mentality that it takes for the Big 12 to actually maybe survive. Um, so, you know, that has to be a home run hire for them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, – and another thing, too, when he was hired, the CEO of Fox Sports put out a statement saying how good of a hire it was and how how much he would help the Big 12. So I think that's a great sign that – You've got these TV executives who are uh, who who he has relationships with and who respect him. I think that's going to be. I mean, we, it couldn't come at a better time, in my opinion, for the Big Twelve to have somebody like that as their commissioner because we're going to need somebody who. Uh, and they say he's a deal maker too. They said he's just an absolute deal maker. So, well, we're going to need him, man. Yeah, the TV money is where it's at. You can't get no TV money. Mm. I don't know yeah. how good the conference is going to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he can. But yeah. listen, guys, I'll let you guys go. We've been on here an hour and a half. I uh, hope I didn't take up too much of your night. Um, but I, once again, Sam, I'll start with you. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, guys, look me up at 304 Podcast on YouTube. We do all kinds of content. Me and usually my buddy Marcus Dean. Um, we cover We cover a little bit of everything, whatever kind of strikes us. Go ahead, uh, Coach. Man, you covered me up with. Oh, that, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a twenty dollars super chat, so yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll address it after you talk. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's uh, Coach I Man with the fan at it. We're talking uh, college sports all the time, uh, mostly just football. Uh, during basketball season, we get to a little March Madness and things of that nature. During the season. Weekly, I have a, a show with the former dolls that played with Kirby Smart. So go out and subscribe. It's The Fanatic on YouTube. And then if you see the scrolling ticker across the bottom, uh, IG and Twitter is Fanatic Sports. Awesome. Thank you. Everybody go subscribe to both of these channels, please. Um, now I'll address the Super Chat. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Coach. That was rude of me, man. I didn't mean oh, I wasn't good, even... man. 
You're good. <laughs> um, Big Dan T, thanks again for the $20 Super Chat, brothers. Much appreciated, man. Uh, really is. I, much love to you. It says, if Major Harris and Pat White played for UG, et cetera, there would be statues of them at the state capitol. As a former player, I get the love from our home, but elsewhere we do not get any respect. And eat blank pit and VT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. I don't think YouTube will dot me. Will they demonetize me for saying that word? No. No, they won't. Eat shit pit and VT. <laughs> I mean, he's got a he's got a really good point there. You know, you think I think about Oklahoma mm. built a statue for Baker Mayfield this past year. Um and you know, where's our statues for Major Harris and Pat White at? You know, like Yeah, they don't do statues in West Virginia for whatever I mean, reason. What, hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. Y'all gotta get more into football, man. Football people get remembered at the Southern schools, dog. That's that's how important it is. Like Peyton Manning yeah. has his own street. You know what I'm saying? Things yeah. like that. Well, I mean, Ma- Major Harris. You know, you know who Major Harris is, Coach? Yeah, he was a he was a he was a quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah, led us to a national championship game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, uh, one of the greatest college quarterbacks ever, probably. You could argue. He just got his number retired last year. <laughs> I mean, he was the first. Later, almost 30 years later. I mean, he's like the first dual threat quarterback really ever. Like, no, I mean, he was one. Nobody would seen anything like that at the time. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just, it's, it's criminal. Like, if you really think about it, you know, think about yeah. the guys that we grew up watching that embody Westford, that West Virginia mentality. Yeah, yeah, they don't bring them on as coaches or anything. You know, just uh, you know, Pat White's coaching down at um, Campbell Campbell University. The Camel Go Humps, uh, the yeah. Camels. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it just you know they they need to put them on the payroll. Get those guys up there. You know, well, get them. When Dan Hogerson was coaching, he wouldn't even let them on the sidelines in games, man. Right. Are you serious? No. Yeah. I was interviewing Eugene Napoleon. He's a former player that played back, played on the 88 National Championship team. And I asked yeah. him a I asked him about that. I said, what can you tell me about, you know, because I'd heard, I'd heard rumblings that players didn't feel welcome at West Virginia, you know, old former players and stuff. And some of them said they hadn't been back. And I asked him about that. And he said, well, he said, here's the only thing I can tell you. He says, when you feel like you've helped build a program and you were part of the, the heritage of that program and, you know, the foundation, they could at least give you a T-shirt. So I'm glad you said that. Like, that's what, course, I mean, that's that's of course, of course, Georgia players always come back. Mark Ritt was big on that. Kirby Smart's big on that. Kirby Smart even periodically sends a care, uh, like a Georgia care box to the NFL players uh, periodically during the football season. Like they'll just send it and then they'll post it on Twitter and they'll take yeah. it out. It's a whole bunch of like paraphernalia and stuff like that to keep them. And they're always welcome back. Like I, I just can't see why you wouldn't do that. Well, Neil Brown does. Neil Brown has completely shifted. That was one of the first things he did when he started coaching. Okay. Okay. He got on a zoom call because it was during COVID. COVID hit not long after he started. So he got on a zoom call and he got like a bunch of the old former players on this zoom call and invited them on it and talked to them and get, you know, pick their brain and stuff and just let them be a part of it. And now, I mean, I, I've seen Pac-Man Jones on the sidelines. Pat McAfee, I think, has come back for the first time in years. That's how you Pat recruit. White's coming back now. <laughs> Stebbin Bailey's coming back. I mean, these guys yes. are finally coming back. 
That's what I'm saying. It's like y'all have had great receivers and some quarterbacks. Like you get these guys on the sideline during the recruiting visit for the weekend, you know, and they get to be near stars. Yeah. I mean, we were all kids at one point in time. I mean, if Georgia wants a running back, when we got Kendall Milton, we used yeah. Ty Gurley. Kendall Milton's from California. Ty Gurley was yep. playing for the Rams at the time when yep. they were in L.A. So we just was like. All right, Todd, go holler at him, dog. Like, yeah, he he has old he has old players come back and speak to the team. Like during spring, yeah. he had a uh, during the, before the spring game, Will Greer came back and spoke to the team. Uh, a couple you other guys it. came back, so you got to do that. I went to uh, my nephew's getting recruited right now. Shout out if I can, Coach Coos. Uh, my nephew Mazio Bennett Jr., the number one wide receiver in the state of South Carolina, and class of twenty twenty four. Awesome. So we went. We went on a visit to Miami, and when I tell you everybody was there outside of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and Ed Reed actually was around. He just wasn't uh, at the school on Saturday. He was there on Friday. Like, everybody was there, man. I got to meet a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. So you got to do that, man, in, yeah. in this day and this day. And age. So good thing. Good for Neil. Good for Neil. Yeah. Neil, uh, look, Neil Brown is doing everything right. Yeah. He just is not winning enough right now. If he can start winning, if Neil Brown can turn the program around and start winning again, he will. He, he could end up being one of the most beloved coaches. I don't know if he'll ever surpass Don Nealon, but he'd be darn close. Um, mm. So he just got to get the results on the field. He's doing everything else right. He just mm. got to get the results on the field. Okay. But uh, Tim Oliver here, I'm going to hit this real quick, um, says, oops, Oh, let me see what he said real quick. Uh, <laughs> Mazio is going to be Garnett and Black. Will we fight the dogs for that one? <laughs> hey man, you might you might be right, Stick man. I don't know. I I listen. My nephew, mm-hmm. I ain't got no say so in it. You know. Hey, you might be right. He does like South Carolina a lot, but uh, I think he's he's open right now. But he does really like South Carolina a lot. And Tim Oliver says three or four podcasts will interview him. Would you? That's. That's oh yeah, Tim, yeah. Tim that's something. Tim is Sam's broadcast partner, by the way. Yeah, we, me and Tim, me and Tim focus more. We get uh, kids that are being recruited on, yeah, and we bring them on and let them talk about the recruiting process. And yeah, know, he we, got a, we, he got the WVU offer. <laughs> well, we, and we don't, we don't, you know, we don't affiliate with any schools. It's just we oh, like okay. the kids to be. We like the kids to talk about their experiences, uh, what they think, what the way, you know, just what they're thinking. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a feel good thing for the kids to come on and just talk about what their experience is. That way, if another kid's going through it and they don't know what it looks like, they can watch these our the podcast that me and Tim does and kind of get an idea of what to expect, what it's going to be like, and how they're making up their decisions about where they're going. So it's not really it's not based on any school or anything. We've you. had yeah, we've had kids that are going to you know Virginia Tech and. Um, um, yeah, all, you know, really all over the place. So shout out, shout out to my nephew. He just got an Alabama offer this week. Awesome, oh, man. that's awesome. Yeah. They and they and these guys do a great. They, these guys do great interviews. I've listened to several interviews. They do. They ask awesome questions. I mean, they they really ask really cool questions. Questions that you don't normally hear on a, uh, on, a on a on an interview like that. I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, but anyway, listen, I got to listen. We got to roll, guys. We all got lives here. I'm taking up everybody's time. I appreciate all the support, appreciate the super chats, those all the interactions on here, uh, all the comments. Uh, also, appreciate appreciate Sam and coach for coming on. 
Can I get one more thing, Coos? What's that? Can I get one more thing? Yes, sir. Stickman says, Kirby will call you to recruit now, fam. You can't be Maisie or uncle and not get that call. <laughs> hey, Stickman, Stickman, you, you, you might be happy that I don't have that call because I'm a UGA alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, hey, respect to South Carolina, man. South Carolina shows so my nephew lots of love. Hey, Beamer's doing a great job there, man. Hey, he he really is, is, man. He is. But listen, um, Everybody go subscribe to 304 Podcast and 30 and, and oh shoot 304 Podcast and uh, the Fanatic on YouTube. Check out their work; they do good work. I appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, I got to do it. Q Country Roads. <laughs>